And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, Jesus said a time is coming and in fact has come where you will be scattered each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. We need this key to unlock the door and operate in it. Jesus said he was never alone. So how do we seize the truth of never being alone? And next, this was delayed, so we're back to it, face painting. Yeah, I wanted to do this, and now I'm going to do it here. Uh, at carnivals, it's fun for the kids. They get painted like animals. The truth is, they look kind of cool. Did you know that Jesus had face painting done to him? I'll bet you $1 trillion that he did. Where in the Bible is this? It's in Matthew 17 and Luke 9. What kind of animal did Jesus look like? Wrong picture. His face looked brighter then the sun. Glory. And finally, we visit once again with our great friend, Pastor Ray, who is not gone, but hanging out with JC and not forgotten because his kingdom efforts will endure for eternity. Pastor Ray writes about regaining our wonder and awe. In the beginning, we were all so amazed. But then we got worldly wise and seemed to lose something. Ray gives us the keys to find the amazing once again, it's so close to each one of us, just a slight shift in our neck will do the trick. Brother Ray, we miss you. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. Double check in my Chromebook. Yep, it works. David at he must increase dot org. You can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. As well, you can call us. What? Yeah. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, 972-445-0770, you get Get a chance to say hi to Mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like. That's like when you were a kid and you got up Saturday morning and you were able to watch the classic Saturday morning cartoons. Those were so much fun. And then you will fly.
That's right. Saturday morning cartoons. That was so cool when we were kids, wasn't it? It was like the best thing ever. Anyhow, it's those little things, isn't it? Uh, bottom line is maybe you've got a praise report and you want to share something and the Lord has blessed you or touched you and there's something going on. And you know what? The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And you want to say so. We want to give you that opportunity. Maybe you need other people to join their faith with your faith so that you can have more faith. Never forget, by the way, you can always send a, a prayer request. If you go online to hemustincrease.org, there's a prayer request form that you can always uh, offer up there if you don't want to do it live on the show. It's fine. It's not a problem. We will pray for you. We're very committed to that process. We just want you to be aware you have that opportunity to share. You have that opportunity to ask for help. You have that opportunity to answer trivia. You have that opportunity to enjoy this uh, broadcast as much as you are able. Here is your question for trivia in Judges chapter 6, and we just covered this when we did a little teaching on it. What remained dry when all the ground around it was covered in dew? What was it that remained dry when all the ground around it was covered in dew? Ah, 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 ah. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. What was it? What was it? That's the question. That remained dry when all the ground around it was covered in, in dew. The answer is in Judges chapter 6, if you are not that sure. So, again, I'm going to ask the audience, don't forget to pray for me for my ear as I've got the earpiece on my other ear. It's kind of weird. And uh, I'm getting a notice from the doctor saying they don't know what they can do. <laughs> That's always encouraging, isn't it? And I want to pray for the audience real quickly to be firm in the faith. So let's uh, just join our faith together as people, as brothers and sisters in the Lord, and pray for one another in this capacity. Join with me in prayer. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We worship you. We acknowledge you as the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You are fantastic. You are awesome. And you love us so much. We are so indebted to you. We are so appreciative to you. And Lord, there's many times where things happen in all of our lives. There's circumstances that happen, situations that happen that challenge our faith. And sometimes we, we feel like we're eh, maybe not as stable as we need to be. So Lord, help us. Help us to be stable in our faith. Help us to be firm in our faith, immovable, trusting in the goodness of God immovable, believing in you, standing firm in you, hoping in you, trusting you, loving you, and receiving your love for us. We lift this up with help from the Holy Spirit, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Okie dokie. Already choking. Let's get into our teaching. Then we'll go back to the trivia question here. This is not even a complex one. It's got two words for the DDD. It's called Home Alone. Now, I'm not telling you whether you should see that movie or not. If you didn't see that movie, I'd be surprised. But at Home Alone, Luke chapter 9, verse 18. Now, it happened that as he was praying alone. Alone. There's one struggle that Christians tend to have about being alone. 
There is a thought process that there's nobody that can hear what's going on or know that's going on or you're facing your issue by yourself. Don't tell me you don't go through it. I've never met a Christian ever who has not gone through this for moments at a time. And when Jesus was praying, he was praying alone. But the irony is that he was not alone. That's the ultimate irony in what he's trying to teach his disciples. Remember, Jesus said, you will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone. For my father is with me. And you out there, you're listening to my voice right now. You are not alone. You are never alone. Your father is there with you. He is your strength. He is your salvation. He is your peace. And there are times where we get caught up in thinking, well, there's not enough people that are in the ambulance of rescuing us in our situation. I need more people. I need more physicians. I need more attendants. I need more people aware of my struggle and my frustration. And the answer is you are never alone as a Christian. You have never been abandoned. God does not turn his face from you. I mean, I think about this, and I want to make sure you really understand what I'm coming from. I mean, I, of all the things that I've done in my Christian walk, and I've had multiple miracles, I would have to say in the top five is that, that time I mentioned you that I was in the sanctuary in Flagstaff, Arizona at 15 Agassiz Street, and I put on three or four worship CDs, and I plugged them in in the little rotating CD player. Yeah, back when we had CDs. And, uh, and just worship song after worship song after worship song. Just me in the presence of the Lord having part of heaven break through and manifest itself in my worship time with God was the most refreshing, strengthening, anointing, empowering, reaffirming, encouraging moment that I can even think of. And I've had direct answers to prayer. I've had the Lord speak with all that stuff. But just being with God is the power. And let me say something to you, and I've been wanting to say this for a couple of days, so I'm really glad this kind of leads to it. When we come to realize, listen to what I'm going to say to you. When we come to realize that God is with us, Emmanuel, we come to realize that at times when we pray, at times when we're devotional, at times where we shut everything and everybody else out, and then we find out not only are we not alone, we're in good company. Because when we pray, we access this relationship we have with God made doable by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. And you recognize, not only am I not alone, God is with me and God is for me. He's not for your cause. He's for his cause. But he's with you and he's for you and he loves you. So when you find yourself fighting against the, let me just say, the, the, the voices that say nobody else understands and you are all alone and nobody cares, those are lies. And when you connect through prayer and you hang out with the king of the universe, 
the power of those lies is broken and you find freedom. That is my high encouragement to recognize that some of the best together time is alone time in prayer. Okay. All right. In Judges chapter six, what remained dry when all the ground around it was covered with dew? And the answer is a fleece. That's Gideon's fleece. We talked about that before. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, whoa, whoa, I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. You say, I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? Do you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question? We don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. 
Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. For joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. Here we go. Who shot an arrow in a field as a sign that David's life was in danger? Who shot an arrow? In the field as a sign that David's life was in danger. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That'd be the number to call. You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then you can send an email, david at he must org. That is the other way to go about that. We do have semi-humorous jokes coming. <laughs> That's my nice way of saying, okay. Uh, but we do have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia. So let's fire away and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Ken, David. Hi, how are you? It's another beautiful day. (laughs) It's another beautiful day. I mean, I'm just waiting for you to go in the neighborhood, but I'll just leave it there. It's another... It goes in paradise is where I I usually go with that. Amen. Another beautiful day. I've had to rethink that because it's not paradise anymore. It'd be, I I don't know, I I went crazy on it. So anyway, but it's a beautiful day. We're on two feet. (laughs) And uh, Jonathan, Saul's son, shot that arrow. That is correct, sir! You are right! That's exactly right. He warned David ahead of time, and uh, they came up with a pretty nifty little way to say, this will be the way we do it. Of course, I think they could have done something a little different, but they were into the arrows, and that worked out for them. That was okay. (laughs) always thought, what if he shot, like, too close to the guy or something? That would be bad. Oh, my my eye, my eye, something. (laughs) I shot an arrow in the air where it lands. I do not care. That's what I would worry about. <laughs> it's like who? Yeah, innocent victims. Well, they do that these days, but it's not arrows. I guess they shoot that lead in the air, and that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> exactly right. Excellent job, brother. Very, very good, and I appreciate it. Good work. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless you. You too. Thanks. Bye. 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 All right. <laughs> okay. All righty. So we got a couple of jokes. We'll do these. Uh, some of these are funny. There's two of them. You can tell me whether they're funny or not. I'll give uh, Gabriel the opportunity to say they are or are not funny. One is only one line, and then the other one is uh, a little funny. Okay, here we go. Uh, First one, the husband, do you think it is possible, he asks his wife, to communicate with the dead? The exasperated wife says, yes, I talk to you, don't I? Mission failed. We'll get him next time. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. Come on. Uh, okay, now this is another joke. Don't get offended. If you get offended, stop being offended. There's so many other things you'd be offended about. This is not that. 
An angel appears at a faculty meeting and tells the dean that in return for his unselfish and exemplary behavior, the Lord will reward him with his choice of infinite wealth, wisdom, or beauty. Without hesitating, the dean selects infinite wisdom. Done! said the angel, and disappears in a cloud of smoke and a bolt of lightning. Now all the heads of those in the meeting turn toward the dean, who sits surrounded by a faint halo of light. At length, one of his colleague whispers, say something. The dean looks at his faculty, and he sighs, and he says, looking at it all, I probably should have taken the money. <laughs> That's a good play, Gabriel. Good one right there. Should have taken the money. All right, here we go. Uh, I want to talk to you about face-altering Jesus. So when my kids were little, little itty-bitty, bitty-bitty, little, okay, well, they weren't that little itty-bitty. We would ever go to a carnival, go to a, like a church uh, harvest festival or whatever the case may be. They do face painting, right? They do painting where you do paint face and so on and so forth. Listen to this. I want to show you Jesus' face painting. This is in Luke. Now, about eight days after these saying, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up to the mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered. And he became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which was about to be accomplished at Jerusalem. So here's what I want you to understand. Okay. When Jesus was on the mountain of the transfiguration, on the mountain, there was something that happened that's rarely talked about. It's rarely talked about because the fact of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, and here the fact and the truth are the same. Get out of town. That's unusual. But the fact and the truth of the matter is, we don't fully understand what it was that happened, but that Jesus' appearance of his face was altered. And we know that his, his clothing became so white. It was whiter, as bright as the sun. And you're just like, how? What was going on? And then, then there's Moses and Elijah, okay? So for everybody who's thinking people don't live, you know, once they're dead, they're dead. Here's Moses and Elijah. And so recognizable in this moment that even Peter, is, Peter goes, and this is pretty good for Peter. Uh, it's good that we're here. We'll make a tent for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. I mean, how did he know it was Moses? How did he know it was Elijah? They didn't have pictures. Well, they had drawings. Nobody had a drawing that went down 1,800 years that was that accurate. Come on. This is part of how you know when you get there, you're going to know. You're going to know people. I love that. I think it's just one of the cool little teachings. But again, Moses represents the law and Elijah the prophets. It's, it's spoken of multiple times in the Old Testament. And so we understand it that, that Jesus is being declared supreme or superior. And this is the entry point, part of the entry point of the new covenant. I, don't, I understand that. I, I love the theology behind it. I have great fun talking about it. It's wonderful, right? And Jesus is the founder. It's found in Christ alone. In fact, the voice that comes from the cloud says, this is my son, the chosen one. Listen to him. It's superior. Got it. I want to go back to what we were talking about. Jesus's face was altered. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about Jesus put on a mask. 
he has this encounter on the Mount of Transfiguration, which, which by the way, is named Transfiguration because it's like something transfigures, right? And it's like Jesus is like all energy-like thing there. And I was like, what is that? Talk about a moment where heaven breaches into the natural realm and manifests in such a way as to defy the normal process of the laws of appearance and things of like that. This is like this is like an elevator coming down from heaven or appearing from heaven, whether it's a it's another dimension or whatever the case may be, and just like going, ding, hello. And then Jesus' true self emerges or something. And it's like, remember what Jesus said? I love this. And I love that Annika brought this up on behalf of, of uh, Joanne. And I love that she did that talking about, you know, aliens and so on and so forth. Jesus goes, I'm not from here. I'm from, I'm from, I'm from another place. And the power that is manifest, I think you, you, maybe we would appreciate this more if we understood we don't have sci-fi. We don't have special effects back in the day of Jesus. You and I now, we got everything there is. But, but Peter and James and John, they didn't have sci-fi effects. Nobody knew what a sci-fi movie was. And there Jesus, his face is altered. His clothes become dazzling white. Out of the cloud that overshadows them, a voice speaks. Listen to my son. Like, okay. That's before the curtain is torn in the temple. And the curtain being torn in the temple, by the way, from top to bottom, uh, was, was the end of the one covenant. This is a manifestation of the new covenant coming in power. Now, I take that whole thing and I bring it right back to you and I ask you this question. In your life circumstance, do you not recognize and do I not recognize that this fullness of glory that is manifested by Jesus Christ showing how powerful this whole process really is enables us to have a little bit more faith that he can help us? In our time of need, it should increase our faith if it hasn't. Okay? We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone. be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. 
If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Every once in a while when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out, which has the greatest title ever next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off. Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen, and uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book, uh, you know, Beyond Blessed, and I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that, and it was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th- then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology books that I've read in eight in a long time. So just so that <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate Thank you. I, I, I've, uh, I actually, I came from a Baptist background. And um, and so I've actually had, I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ and I have some friends that, you know, just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not quote-unquote Pentecostal charismatic, and again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that, but anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit, um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah. the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did. it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm oh, a, I, I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. <laughs> and Pentecostal. Just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold <laughs> millennialist. So, <laughs> anytime you want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. Oh, it's a good one. A leaf from which plant was brought by the dove to Noah as a sign that the floodwaters had receded. That's a good one. A leaf from which plant was brought by the dove? Probably a, you should probably say a tree. The leaf from which plant was brought by the dove to Noah as a sign that the floodwaters had receded? If you think you know the answer to that one, ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, if you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, 
David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website. The only thing I'm going to tell you about the website is there's great stuff on there. If you want to be an ambassador of the David Spoon experience, we'd love it. It doesn't require brilliance. It, it does It does require a sense of bravery because you have to go, oh, I want to tell you about this guy in the show. That's brave. Anyway, check it out all on the website. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Yeah, obviously a pie in the face. That's that's kind of what we'd go with that one. Uh, we're going to get ready to do our history, and then we'll repeat the trivia question, getting a lot of responses on that one. And uh, some of the history, by the way, is uh, fascinating. Uh, and then we will get into the teaching, and we do have a Pastor Ray classic. And I'll be doing these from time to time. There's not a ton left, but there are a few. And this one that we got today is just, uh, uh, just fantastic. Now, before we jump off to history, we do have somebody calling in, which is always kind of a nice thing to have somebody call in. And so we'll give them a chance to answer the trivia question. So let's go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. How are things for you? How's well, today I'm going? I'm here. <laughs> I'm alive. You know why I like when you say that? It's like, well, what's the alternative? I'm not here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. All right, my good brother. This is a great, I think it's a great question. It's really kind of straightforward, and it's a leaf from which plant or tree was brought by the dove to Noah as a sign that the flood water had receded. I think it was Olive, wasn't it? That is correct, sir. You are right. Excellent job. And I will tell you that it doesn't happen often, but every person who texted in also got it correct. It's like, that's a rarity. That's really, really good. So, yeah, that's a great, great question. So, yep, the Olive, the Olive tree plant was the one that the bird brought. It's like, okay, time's up. We're done. Time for new. Excellent job. So, hey, how can I pray for you today? Just health and just uh, do the energy. Yeah, you can pray about health. Uh, let's do it, man. I love praying for you. So let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our dear brother, Gary. And we just ask that you would infuse his body with energy and strength. And you would just bless him and that there would be a sense of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. You teach us that. And I pray that he would have that sense of joy and it would strengthen his frame, strengthen his body inwardly and outwardly. And he would know and sense the touch that comes from you. Bless our brother as he's such a blessing to us. We thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And thank you for praying for me. And I'll continue to pray for all of you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, here we go. So we've got, uh, we're going to do our history, and then we're going to do our Pastor Ray thing. That might run a couple extra minutes long, so if it does, don't, nobody needs to freak out. If you didn't hear the first part of this show, you need to hear it. Uh, not that I'm telling you you should hear it, but you should hear it. Uh, let's play our history sound to get that going. Let's go, let's go. Uh, a couple of big things to tell you. Today is Toasted Marshmallow Day. <laughs> That's right. Toasted Marshmallow Day. Come on. I want to know if there's anybody out there who can honestly say before the Lord, 
that you never, ever lost a marshmallow while you were toasting it. Be honest. Uh, today is something that never happens in Dallas anymore. It's called Motorist Consideration Day. That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, National Beach Day, probably not on our high point here. And then it's Slinky Day. <laughs> I like Slinky. Every moment to slinky. All right. Uh, in theory, the A.D. 72nd Temple of Jerusalem is destroyed uh, on this day, in theory, in A.D. 70. The second Temple of Jerusalem is destroyed by Roman legions during the Siege of Jerusalem. Uh, it had been completed, you know, multiple years, 585 years before that. In 1963, on this day, Washington and Moscow had the famous hotline. You guys remember the bat phone? Remember the bat phone? They got to pick up the bat phone and be like, it would ring red and they'd pick it up. They had one of those installed between Washington and Moscow so they didn't blow each other up. Took them that long to figure that out. Uh, Space Shuttle Discovery takes off on its first voyage on this day in 1984. And then Ken Griffin, in 1990, Ken Griffin and Ken Griffin Jr. are the first father and son to play on the same baseball team. That's quite an accomplishment, I think. Okay, let's go into our text. This is from uh, Pastor Ray. We'll take our time with this. It's really a wonderful uh understanding of our wonder and our awe. So for those that don't know, Ray passed away January 4th, 2022. I still get his teachings and will throughout the rest of this year. Uh, it was quite the blessing for me. And anything I've ever blessed you ever in, he he is a part of that. So uh, Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God. The heavens once were a magical canopy of fiery daylight Cooled at night by the glow of the moon, twinkling lights spread their star stories across the universe. <laughs> so good. When I was young, imagining myself as an astronomer or an astronaut, I was endlessly intrigued by the mystery of God's light and learned everything I could. They spoke to me in the rhythms of creation, and I felt God's presence, especially at the night. I first met him at the age of 11. This is Ray writing. I'd lie in the yard outside my home and listen to the crickets and the wind in the trees. I'd stare at the sky, marveling at the faraway lights signaling God's glory. I knew the fanciful legends of Orion and Cassiopeia and the menagerie of the lions and the bulls, the dogs and the rams. And then I grew up. The science of anatomy had a way of removing the awe and glory from God's work in the sky. Ain't that the truth? The moon, the sun, the stars were said to be gaseous balls of fire or dark icy matter. They were the beautiful part of creation that ordered the days and the nights and the seasons. But I no longer heard their stories. And for me, the heavenly bodies lost their mystery. Until I grew up again as a believer and began recognizing God's handiwork in the heavens. I studied scripture, history, and the origins of the stories in the skies. And I began to understand why God said the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone throughout the entire earth and their words to the end of the world. 
That's Psalm 19, verse 1 through 4. When you need inspiration and confirmation that there is a God who has created us and loves us, look to the skies and soak in the beauty of his creation. Imagine generations of ancestors looking to the stars for navigation, evidence of God's work, and connecting with his creation's awesome beauty. I have regained my earlier wonder and sense of awe at all that God has put in the heavens. The beauty is there for our enjoyment, but it is so much greater than that. The heavens exist to declare the glory of God. Wow. Right? That's just, I mean, just worth that. Just listening to that again is worth it. Let's talk about the reality that Ray is bringing to bear that people don't like to talk about because they feel like they've grown up. It's amazing that mankind's wisdom can teach man out of the awe of God. That's not amazing. That's just part of the garden. That's just part of what took place. Man has the ability to take that which is beautiful and, and that God has created and declared and just put some mud on it. He's so good that he gets kicked out of the Garden of Eden. Because he can't recognize how beautiful the place is. Very few things that he has to do. So we become wise. Now, look at I went through the educational process. You become wise. You understand certain things. You take certain positions. You have certain ideas. And you do lose your sense of awe and wonder. And you gain a sense of sarcasm and disillusionment. Hey, you know what's great about God? You can be born again. You can have a new life revived. And you think, well, I already, already asked Jesus into my heart. I, I already am born again. Nah, maybe it's time for a refresher course. Maybe it's time to be born again again. Does that mean you're not safe? No. Does that mean you need some freshness? You bet. Now, I love what Ray said. And, and just knowing where Noel and I came out of when we lived in Carlsbad. So we lived in Carlsbad. We moved into this apartment. I'm just telling you what happened. And uh, we, uh, they had cut down the tree in front of our apartment. We had a three-mile view of the ocean on the second floor, probably about 250 feet up. I took a 1,000 pictures. I did, really. Uh, I think I got to find where that website is. But it's like Spoon Sunsets at Shutterfly, something like that and it's all these just tons and tons of unbelievable and you look at them and you go wow well for people that can't make the ocean here's a great idea tilt your head up at night be quiet and listen and you will hear God for he has so much to say to infinite man about his or to finite man, about his infinite love. God is infinite, no end. Man is finite, but he lets you gleam or glance at his infinite in the sky. And for him, that's, that's, not, that's not unlimited. That's in the scope of the power of his speech. Now how bad is your situation? Man, not that bad. Right? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back 
Don't go anywhere. David Spoon experience. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robinson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what, what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet, and I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robinson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to uh, join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a very important, important and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me, we have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords. That's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal. And I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We do have somebody calling in with perhaps a comment or a question, so we're going to go ahead and send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. How are you? I'm doing fine, Samson. How are you? 
Good. I'm just feeling a little emotional. Just did a funeral and then find out one of my friend's dad passed away in the in Nevada area. So just feeling a little emotional. Yep. Yep. And, that, and that's that's not abnormal, right? I mean, there's deep. Your friend. So his his father passed away. Is that correct? Was it was it his father that passed away, or was it your friend that passed away? You there? Uh oh. Oh, we lost him. Oh, let's see if he calls back. Okay, let's see if he calls back. Just give him a second. So uh, sometimes it's hard. And I want to be able to speak to that because I've gone through it. So he's calling right back. So, hey, this is live radio. Smile. <laughs> Here, I'm doing my finger puppet show for you. Hi, Dave. I really like your show. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Make sure to check out the website. All right, is he back? Okay, send him on through. Go ahead and send him. All right, Samson, you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. So tell me who passed away. Who who passed away? Is it? Oh, my my good friend's father passed away. Okay. And yeah. did it happen today or just in the last couple of days? Just this morning. Oh. Oh. Yes. And, yes. And so let me let me say something to that because that's the real part of our faith. And there's two things I want to say to you. And, and I really I want you to hear me. I want you to hear my heart in this. Okay. Number one, we know how Jesus felt about people who are surrounded by death because of how he responded to Martha and Mary when he went there for Lazarus. Even though Lazarus was getting up, there was so much grief and so much pain. And Jesus felt that pain of those people. He knew their sorrow. He knew their trouble. He was troubled in his spirit because of how troubled that they were going through. Okay, and that's a that's one of those things that people don't recognize that that's part of God with us. That's part of Emmanuel. That He knows that pain. He knows that feeling. You're not gonna. It doesn't mean that pain goes away, but it means that it's shared. In other words, other people know it's hard. And then the other part I want to say about that, brother, is when my dad passed away and then when my mom passed away, both the same things, you know, you can't get much closer to mom and dad, you know, passing away in that capacity. When they passed away and I was in the hospital room, I it was something that my brother and I said to one another. We said to one another, it's as hard as this is because there was a lifeless body right there next to you. This is what our faith is. That we don't believe yeah. that this is it. That we don't believe it's over. Now, you know, where they, you know, where there's a person go here, there, whatever. I mean, that's yeah. beyond us. But we just believe that there is more than the empty yeah. shell. And that's the only, that's not the comfort, but that's the only truthfulness or faithfulness that you have to hold on to. But other than that, you have to be able to cry. You have to be able to weep. And God weeps with you because he knows it hurts. You have to remember that. Can I pray over you? You there, brother? Let me pray over you, okay? Father, we come before you right now and lift up this family, lift up this, this man who's passed and friend of Samson and Samson himself. We just... Lord, there's grief and there's pain and there's it hurts. We I don't have a bandage for it. I don't have a way to fix it. But you are the healing balm of Gilead. And we ask you to put healing into his heart and comfort for their family. It's a hard moment, Lord, when we face that. But there is this amazing part of our faith that says it ain't over. It's not done. 
In the meantime, Lord, comfort those who are hurting and give grace to these families and to our good brother, Samson, that he might sense that grace and be a vehicle of that grace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, my brother, can you hear me? All right. Well, I want everybody in the audience to be praying for our good bro. Okay? I want you to pray for Samson. He's hurting. It's a lot of pain. Those things are hard. Right? All right. So we're going we're gonna to carry on, but everybody be a prayer. And then Gabriel, fire over here. Look over here. So let's go ahead and see if he, if he calls back. We'll get him to call back. But let him know that we're praying for him. Okay? Okay. All right, folks. All right. So here's uh, – now, now I'm going to finish up the show. We're going to skip the very last trivia question. I'm going to finish up the show because i only got a couple of minutes here. And I want to make sure you understand this. Have you ever the expression to be or not to be? Well, guess what? They didn't invent it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, First Chronicles, remember, to be or not to be? Okay. Here's to be or what not to be. Okay. And uh, this comes out of First Chronicles 22.13. And uh, it says, Then you will succeed if you carefully follow the statutes and the ordinances of the Lord commanded by Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid and discouraged. So there's two things you're supposed to be and do two things you're not supposed to be. Okay? So to be or not to be. Okay? Listen to the to be. Be strong and courageous. Doesn't mean you don't feel pain. But have courage in your heart. Be strong and have courage in your heart. But these are two things you're not supposed to be. Don't be afraid or discouraged. So the opposite of strong is being afraid. So we may be able to understand a little bit. Just listen to what I'm saying. We may be able to understand a little bit that fear is a reducer of our strength. It reduces our faith. We already know that. It reduces our confidence in God, and it puts us in a weak place. It doesn't mean we're weakling. It just means in that moment we're, we're, it's, we're, less, we're not operating where we need to be. And so you have be strong and courageous as opposed to don't be afraid and discouraged. And courageous and discouraged, they're connected together. You're supposed to have brave. You're supposed to be a sense of braveness, a sense of confidence in your heart. Don't be disconfident in your heart. Don't be discouraged. But be strong, and by being strong, that means don't be afraid. And, you know, there's many things, and I'll say this, and I think most people can agree. There's many things that are you hear about in the news and you hear about in society, and you just keep thinking, you know, first of all, what happened? <laughs> this is like the last 10 years has gone all the way straight down. It's like, what's going on, right? But in the meantime, you need to be strong and we need to be courageous and we need to not be afraid or discouraged. We will succeed if we carefully follow the statutes of the ordinance of the Lord. Not by the world's standards. You will never succeed by the world's standards if you are a Christian. Period. So make a choice. You can't serve God and money. You will never succeed if your God is connected to the world because the world is fallen 
and will be removed. But if you follow the statutes of the Lord, who is forever, and his word is forever, and his fellowship is forever, and you are strong and courageous, and not afraid or discouraged. So you got to fight it. To be or not to be. Well, you know what? Be strong. David's hard. I know. That's why you need to get support from one another, to strengthen one another, to lift up one another. That's why you need to spend time with the Lord. That's why you need to spend time in fellowship. That's why you need to be aware of the things that strengthen you and be aware of the things that reduce you. Watch that spirit of reduction. It's not a good one. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged because then the enemy can take advantage of you and he will take advantage of you. As we've seen just in our study of Job, oh, he takes advantage when he gets a shot, right? All right. In the meantime, I want to make sure everybody prays for our brother Samson and for all the other people in the audience. Just commit. It's just one minute a day, two minutes a day. Let the Lord know how much you appreciate all these people. Wonderful people indeed. And keep all of us in prayer. Don, Jennifer, myself, and Gabriel, we can use it too. And I still need prayer for my ear. So you probably want to pray on that a little harder. <laughs> okay, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.